Ladies and gentlemen, this is Killing the Business Wrestling Podcast. This is your main event of the evening with the 60-man time limit. The man charging this episode is your host, the limited edition, Vic Muscat. He is a nice guy, but he doesn't take any shit from anybody. The perfect attitude to have to be on this show. My good brother from the South, from ETW, East Tennessee Wrestling, the rabbit pitbull. Matt Rabby. How you doing today, sir? Pretty good, bro. How you doing? Pretty good. How are things around Tennessee with the whole, you know, like, like in Vermont, things, towns are starting to close down because of the COVID, you know, masks again and everything. How's everything down there? Uh, about the same way, man. It's like, unless you have a building locked in, like, it's hard to find a building right now because nobody wants to do nothing to do. I think you probably do the, uh, like, the limited, like, um, the people you can have in, I think it's only like 50 or so, and that's got some staff and wrestlers, so they're, they're making it a little hard on us right now. I really think there's no reason for it, but that's that's, that's, just, that, that's just my opinion. I mean, last year I did everything what they told me to do, and then this year it's just like common sense starting to fill it in and going like, okay, the medical system's broken as is. So if there's, if we're getting people that like not as smart because of the filling in gaps, you know, left and right. How do we know a, a stronger strain of, of the flu didn't just get by us and we're just not freaking out? I mean, that's what I'm saying. I mean, uh, like, I recently had the COVID virus uh, probably like a month ago. And, like, for the first couple of days, I felt really like shit. But after that, it's just more like being tired, like uh, like the back of the flu, pretty much. I mean, but, I mean, after about a week, man, I was just like, more bored just from quarantine or, than anything else. I mean, like, I get if you have, like, uh, a symptomatic or, like, you already have, like, other problems, like, it could affect you more, but, like, mm-hmm. you're out and about normal day life or whatever, you're healthy, like, it really ain't that bad. On you. Yeah, it doesn't matter. I mean, it just kills me that I did everything that everyone told me to do, and it's like, oh, yeah, that doesn't matter. What do you mean it doesn't matter? You know, it's like, I, and, of course, if you mention anything about it, They'll be like, oh, we try and kill people, even though they have their best buddy who comes back with COVID from a hunting trip. It's just like. Nowadays, if you just anybody, they, it's automatically you're, you're racist or you're, you're just evil or. Like, it's, exactly. It's, you got to conform or. Like, exactly. It's either you're racist or you're a pedophile. Yeah. So those are the top two. Yeah, basically. And that, uh, culture, you didn't want to Yeah. People can call me wherever they want, but the middle finger will still be up going, uh-huh, uh-huh. That's right. Uh-huh. That's that's like, He's like, uh-huh. What uh-huh. Want to so what's been going on with your career these days? Um, lately, I've been slacking down. I've been doing a little bit in uh, North Carolina for Rise Championship Wrestling, and uh, I've been running my own and wrestling there too at TPW called Psychopathic Wrestling. But and after about twelve years or 11, 12 years in or whatever, I was beat up, so I kind of pick and choose where I go, and it got to make sense. And like I, I do different events, for like uh, like Matt McMurray was a legendary referee in this area, and I recently went and done his little memorial show and stuff like that. And, 
on a more or less like I don't try to travel and like have like four four uh, four shows in two days shit like that. Like, I don't know. Plus, if I got to work during the week, my body just can't take that shit like I used to. Like I still get there and have fun and put out the best of my ability every time I get in there, though. Well, your matches are more like hardcore than like your average, you know, Joe from Pennsylvania. Maybe at the beginning of my career, I did a lot of death matches in. But um, like as I was doing all these death matches, I had all my buddies. I was like, dude, you can wrestle. Like you should start wrestling. And so I started wrestling. Then like years down the road, like a couple of my buddies that was uh, telling me I should start wrestling, they're doing the damn death match shit, and it's blowing up. So I'm like, now you're also getting all the recognition I could have got. You know what I mean? But he just left now. It's Right, you know what I mean? But I have fun promoting them and um, like helping them get looked at. And like, I, I have fun doing what I do, but my more, I guess my goal in life now is like with my promotion is I have my friends come in and like different people that need to get seen or don't get seen. I give them a chance to like uh, have a lot more wider audience and be noticed. And uh, I push them out there to different people and try to give them different opportunities and stuff like that. So if I can see my friends and People coming up like speed, and I guess in a way I succeeded them also. You know what I mean? Just helping them get that little bit extra more than where they are, and fulfilling to me, I guess. Like I did my purpose. So, how would you, if you could describe your career in one word, what would it be? Oh shit! Uh, Other than chaotic. <laughs> uh, that was a pretty good one. One word. I'm going to say you're stupid. Stupid? Yeah. But if you're going to be dumb, you got to be tough. And I've done a lot of stupid shit. But I also don't, I've done a lot of stupid stuff. I wouldn't say stupid in a way like bad, stupid, but uh, I don't know, man. I've done a lot of crazy shit that I probably, like nowadays, if you ask me to do it now, I'm like, no way. But, but back in the day, I did anything and everything. I was a daredevil. Didn't didn't matter what you want to do. I, like, I volunteer. I did and yeah, a lot of good memories, but I picked my toe on it. Yeah. When you say a lot of good memories, can you tell us one of your those good memories? Oh man, I, I'll tell you a good one. We was out in um, Charlotte, North Carolina. We was doing this death match tournament, and I just got through wrestling. I think my first round match, and I was coming back out there because my girlfriend was in the crowd, and. All of a sudden, when I get up to the thing, like they're carrying somebody out to the parking lot, and like they got him in a headlock, and like, people people was carrying him out or whatever. And I'm like, I don't know what's going on. So I'm like, hell yeah, I'm like, throw his ass out. I thought he's causing trouble. Well, I turn around, my girlfriend's out there, and she's like, you know, he's getting thrown out because of me, right? And it turned out that they two was or they was arguing or whatever. And of course, I had to defend my girlfriend. So I'm trying to go out there, and they they were not letting me outside, so they throw me back in the locker room. And here I am, I'm like kind of a few years into it. So I'm like, I'm at this tournament with all these like big names and shit. And uh, I think it, I, I was in the locker room, I was pissed off. And Reed Bentley came to me, he was asking me what's going on. I told him, he's like, what's he look like? I'll go kick his ass for you. And I'm like, no, nah, it's okay. And I felt someone tapping me on the shoulder. And there's Corporal Robinson behind me, and he's trying to like to sew me to them, get me to calm down. I'm like, these crazy hardcore bastards trying to them get me to calm down. I'm like, what the hell? So, just seeing that just made me 
like calm down. And then so, um, getting to sit down and talk with Deco Butcher and Tracy Smothers and just learn from them. And, like Wildman Jeff Anderson, if you know who he is, like just like all the people like you meet during the time that you travel and stuff like that. Like that's just memories you can't like get. Because you can like go to all these different little cons and meet them and talk to them, but you're meeting that wrestler. You know what I mean? You're not going to actually meet the, the person themselves. Like meeting that real person, not the character, that's the best memories you can ever have. I would agree with that. Definitely. Definitely. So what makes the rabbit pit bull different from the rest? I'm not the biggest. By far not the strongest, but if we're in there, like you're gonna know that I I'm just as tough as anybody else is in there and I'm gonna hit just as hard as you can. And I have no quit. Like it's not the size of the dog in the fight, but it's the size of the fight in the dog, you know what I mean? And I got plenty of it. This might be a, st a stupid question, but are there any stipulations you would not do, or did you do one that you say you you won't do again? Um, there's never been one that I have done that I would never do it again, but there is one that I would never do, and that is go barefoot. As funny as it is, like I can be crazy and take all the hardcore shit, but if I step on something outside, it's like gravel or something like I got bitch feet, like I can't take that shit. Death matches are becoming like, you know, like I know that there was two females with when the ring with like thumbtacks and they had to go like barefoot in the ring to wrestle, but yeah, they had stepped in thumbtacks. Oh, yeah. Um, That's I, got, I got a girl that watches from an hour, uh, Sarah Doc. She loves the barefoot stuff. Like, I don't know why, but she, she loves it. But, yeah, no. Uh, uh, yeah, I can't do it. Let them do it. Uh, you're set. Let them do it. It's better there for them. I don't have to do it. More power to it. You know what I mean? I still get the same product, but hey, my feet safe. Is there something about professional wrestling you always wanted to know but never asked? Um, wow. Maybe you got some good questions on that one. Oh, thank you. I don't know because. Um, I find myself like all the questions that I've ever had, I can ask. Like, I've been around so many different people like, from, from wrestling wise, managing, promoting, refereeing, like so many different aspects. Like, I, I soaked up all the knowledge I could, but it's like a continuous thing you always learn. Like, and for the most part, you find yourself learning when you don't even think or know you're learning. Like, like something happens and you're like, oh man, it just clicked. I mean, so. Like, I really ain't got a question I would ask. Like, if I ask anything, it'll be like, do uh, maybe like if there's like some rumor or story, I'll like ask the, one of the guys, like, about if that's true or what's the real story on that. But as far as wrestling in general, like, I really don't have a question I would like to ask or anything. Like, like I said, it's just all a learning process as you go through, you continuously learn nonstop. What do you think the most important lesson that you've learned throughout your career? Um, most and foremost, like less is more. Uh, shut up and listen. And learn to uh, pay attention to the crowd. Because you can go out there or be in the back, you can come up with 20 different high spots and think in your head, like, these are badass. And you go up there, and if you don't get that fan reaction, 
you're just beating yourself up and you're killing the crowd more than you're helping. You know what I mean? Because time they watch you, if they're not into it, the next people come out, like they're going to be dead and it's going to be so hard for the next people behind you to have to work so hard to try to bring them back. So you got to pay attention to the crowd. If they're feeling something, then keep going. If they're not feeling it, switch it up or like, learn to take it home. Even if you got to cut half your match out, they ain't big what you're doing, like in that or whatever. Like, pay attention and definitely work the crowd and keep them going. You know, I mean, you don't ever want to kill them or lose them. It's hard to bring them back. You've been in the business for how long now? Uh, probably about 12 years. Do you, would you agree that like the newer wrestlers that's coming up are like seem like more privileged than the, like the old school wrestlers? Oh yeah. I mean, like even before, like when we came in or when I came in, like it was always like you heard the horror stories, like the people before you had what they had to go through. And I mean, it was a little bit easier on us. Uh, there was still like the, the ridicule and uh, like, the training was like, well, they beat your ass and see if you want to come back. And like they try to weed out the, the people that didn't belong back then or people they felt like didn't belong. You had to earn your spot. And nowadays it's like you buy like a set of tights or something or your buddy has something. And, hell, sometimes you buy them knee pads and stuff like the blue jeans or some shit. Like it's too easy. Like they'll, they'll throw you in there because one – like you're either working for free or next to nothing or or you might be somebody's buddy, but yeah, they got it way too easy. Like nobody has to damn go through the shit that we had, or I feel like I had to go through to earn my spot. Like me wrestling's all based on respect because the wins and losses don't matter because it's all predetermined. Everybody knows that. So you, like you get your spot by respect in the locker room with your with the boys and peers and stuff like that. And nowadays, for these boys to just come in and not know jack shit and they let them win belts and stuff like that, it, it, it's just hurting the business. You've, you've heard about the Seth Rollins incident last Monday, have you not? I've seen clips of it where the fans come down experience, and yes, sir. If that was you, if you were Seth Rollins, that fan did that to you, I can't see you being like, like Seth Rollins, like pushing him away and swearing. I can see you just beating the shit out of him. But he would deserve it. To be honest with you, like if he would have tried to spear me and if he would have caught me off guard, the first thing I would have went for is I would have tried to get that guillotine and I would have wrapped my legs around him. And like while we're on the ground, I'll be sitting there and I'll be strangling the show until they pulled him off of me or pulled us apart or whatever. But I, I would have choked him out. But you're right, though. Him getting up and walking away, I don't know if it's just him. Knowing he's a big name star and like it's national TV and live, live in front of all these people, like he knew better to do anything afraid of getting in trouble or whatever. But like you do that in like in our world or whatever, like you're gonna get hurt. You know what I mean? Yeah. More, than, more than escort you outside, you know what I mean? Like there's a good chance, like even if you do get escorted outside, the boys in the back don't know what you did. They're gonna be waiting on the outside. You know what I mean? Yeah. So, like, like we protect our own. Like, I saw uh, fans need to realize, like, you can come in there thinking you're trying to help this guy, but the guy that you're trying to help will then automatically help the person that he's fighting because, like, you got to protect the business, you know what I mean? Yeah. And, like, and, like it's the brotherhood, so you're not going to let the fans jump on your brother, you know what I mean? You're going to get him off of you. And then y'all go back to fighting and doing the match. So this so goes on. But, like, first and foremost, we're going to protect the else. Like, we're there to entertain, but if you step over the guardrail or the, the line or whatever, like, you're fair game. 
And to me, it's like, if you come out of the crowd whoop my ass, then I might as well go home and buy a ticket myself because I, I lost my value. The fans can beat my ass. Why in the hell will anybody believe I'm in there whooping somebody bigger than me that? Oh, like, you cross the line, like, I'm this game on, and I'm going to protect myself, and, like, I'm going home, and people are going to realize, hey, that guy's real. I've been to an independent show before, and the uh, heavyweight champion who was a heel was walking by, and I just said, like, we're not worthy. And he just turned around. I was like, what did you say? I almost pissed myself. <laughs> I can't imagine just jumping over the railing, you know, going after this guy. And I was like, I said that we're not – worthy and he's like oh that's right you're not and i was like yes sir yes sir it's like yeah. I mean, how, why would you go after a wrestler that's why i don't know sometimes it's been stupidity or like i guess testosterone or it gets the best of you but a lot of time it's uh probably alcohol and things like yeah. they get the super courage and their buddies are egging them on so they they try to do some stupid shit and end up paying their, uh paying for it I just believe if you think you're tough enough to jump the railing to fight one of these guys, okay, let's fight then. Well, a lot of it to me is also is like people get hung up on the word fake. You know what I mean? It, like, ain't shit we do fake. Like everything yeah. is, no as real, is as real as we want it to be. You know what I mean? Every hold is legitimately a hold. I mean, you can really hurt somebody doing this stuff. Like you got to be skilled to do all this. And who in the right mind beats their own ass or – goes out there and volunteers their body for somebody else to beat them up for fucking fun or for fucking living and all that good shit. Like, you sit at home, play Nintendo, and do whatever. You think you're going to jump in there with my ass? Like, like hey, this is what we do all the time. Like, unless you're Barney Badass, like, you need to stay in your, in your seats or whatever because it ain't going to end up good. Do you think the WWE kind of, like, put gasoline on the fire of the whole wrestling being fake it's just you know it's like they say that entertainment everyone thinks that when they think of wrestling as wwe being fake they think everything has to be fake i mean that, that hurt a lot when we dropped the thing and don't even call them wrestlers you call them superstars they dropped the entertainment the, the f off of it when when the wildlife foundation like made them change the name from that they went to the wwe like it started out, it was still good, but then like as soon as he told you, like it was all predetermined and everybody's acting and all that shit, like it opened up like everybody's eyes. To, there was no more like believing in the unbelievable thing. You know what I mean? Like everybody knows well if you watch it now, you watch it for the sheer athleticism and like entertainment purposes, you know what I mean? You know it's not legit no more. So like our job, I feel like, in itself is like you already know it's not real or it's predetermined, but can I make you look at something like, oh man, that shit really hit him, you know what I mean? Or like, damn, that hurt. Like, yeah. like if I can make you believe certain things, even if we do got to make contact and hit each other and do a little bit rough stuff, sometimes if I can make you go home believing, like, hey, that shit looks like it was real, that's, that's my purpose. And when I get, you know, told, like, you know, wrestling is fake, why do I, I'm like, go to an independent show, watch the event, and you get oh, to yeah. see that T, sometimes TV will, like, you know, make it, you know, doesn't hurt as much. To see an independent show, and you understand, 
And when they go, oh, I don't have to, then I just go, okay, then fuck off then. But you know, it's, but that's what. See, just like you said, like you watched uh, like Monday Night Raw or whatever, them boys been made it. I mean, they're at the top right now. You go to the independent store, them boys are scratching from the bottom trying to get to where them guys are. So they're trying 10 times as hard as the guys on TV are. So you'll obviously see more, like you said, more rough impact because these guys are trying to make a, they're trying to be seen, noticed, and do shit. You know what I mean? With the guys on TV, they're going to be seen regardless because it's national television. You know what I mean? They just got to go there and do the motions. Where guys like me or like one of the guys to make it up to that level. Like you got to go up there and like, like you can't be like everybody else. You can't just do the motions. You got to do something to stand out, be seen, noticed, or so have somebody talking about you. So you are right. You will see more action at an independent show than you will on TV. Because WWE, especially on Fox, Fox is just like, oh, they're not fighting. They're playing. You see, it doesn't hurt them. It's okay. If you go to an independent show, it's like, yeah, they're just they're. You know, yes, yeah, so some of the flips and, you know, it's choreographed. But some of shows in Las Vegas, they're choreographed. And people don't go, well, Circus de is fake. You know, they don't say that. I mean, the same people that say that, like, how could you watch the fucking movie? You know I mean? The movie's not real, but you still get into the movie and you're like, oh, man, and it's the same shit. If you yeah. can watch a movie and get into it and enjoy the movie, you should be able to sit down and watch wrestling and enjoy that, that show, especially if they got good storytelling. Storytelling is what gets it. It ain't the wrestling moves. The wrestling moves are cool and all, but it's the story that you tell while you're training the moves with the violence or whatever. That's what sinks the people as a kid. I can't watch WWE anymore. Just oh, no. I watched it a couple months ago, and 35 minutes into Raw, they had their first match. Oh, yeah. It's, it's a lot of like, What the fuck? Yeah, a lot of it's catered to kids, too, man. Like, I like the. Me and you and, like, people our age that grew up watching wrestling, like, all the shit they used to do, they don't do none of that stuff no more. You know what I mean? It's like, it changed with so much time and they're so afraid to bend anything that they don't they don't push the edge or nothing to it. It's just, you know, it's more for kids. So what would be your top three promotions? If someone said your top three promotions today, what would it be? Like, my favorite promotions or, like, the top three, like, in wrestling in general just your opinion i mean it could be you know etw if you want it's actually tpw what is it tp tp geez my research is wrong i'm sorry yeah it's total when my research is wrong my hat goes off and i embarrass myself with my bald spot that's both the balls those are the rules of the show. <laughs> um, wrestling in general, like the top three to me would be, um, of course, WWE is always going to be number one. Then you got AEW. And I don't really count Impact because Impact, nobody watches that shit. I mean, like, I ain't hating on them, but like, it's a shell of what it used to be. So after Impact, it would probably have to be, uh, it would have been Ring of Honor, but they just recently went down, though. But as far as my promotions go, uh, I like a lot of the ICW No Holds Barred. They do a lot of cool stuff. You know I mean, even if you don't like hardcore matches, like not every match they have is like a hardcore death match. They have like some good, like strong style, like wrestling with Calvin Tankman and people like that. 
It's got doing like big heavy hitters. And, um, Justin Collins is a very good wrestler too, man. Like he, he goes there and like he goes like to throw fist and not not make it boring. I mean, it's always entertainment, but it's like it looks like a fight. So they're pretty good. And then um, uh, the best thing you can do is like just get the IWTV and just watch it. There's so many different things on there. Like I can't really name three promotions because there's so many good ones on it saying that like it, like I never heard of until like that uh that site came out. You know what I mean? So it's like open up a whole new world of promotions like uh, everywhere, like any stuff. And that's where you see like you said the good stuff because we're trying to make it somewhere. So you see like a, a endless amount of like rest. Like the IWTV things where it's In the ring, do you prefer being a heel or a face? Oh man, it's uh, I'm gonna say heel. It's much more fun being heel. It's a lot more easy to be a heel. You can piss them off so easier than making them like you each week. Like that takes a lot of time and effort. I can say like one or two words and you're mad at me the whole time I'm there. Or I got to come over there and shake your hand and patch back and take pictures with you and baby face you up, make you like me for next month. Or next month, I can come out there and I can say the same two things, and you're like, fuck you again. You know what I mean? So it's so much easier and fun to see how uh, mad and frustrated you can make people at you and stuff like that. And plus, uh, people don't know it, but the heel contradicts the pace of the match. Like, so, like, it's fun just being a ring general. You can control how it goes, the pace. And the, like, there's so much stuff you can do with the heel or they pace a little bit harder. I had one wrestler come on show said that to make this country better when you turn 18 you should get punched right in the mouth because a lot of people behind their keyboards or the warrior keyboards whatever, who thinks that their shit doesn't stink who hide behind it can tell you like oh the rabid people I can kick his ass he'll be neutered if he fought me and then oh, yeah. these are the guys like don't look it's like what do you say to those uh, trolls Mike Tyson made it, or he made the best statement a long time ago. And he said, Everybody has a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And then yep. he, recently, he recently reset that again. And he said, The internet has made it where people can say too much without being fear of being punched in the mouth or whatever. Because a lot of people, like you said, it's that screen and there's no face to face confrontation. They'll write whatever they want, but in person, they don't do nothing. I, I, like I have people uh, do all sorts of shit, and then when they see me in person or whatever, it's like all that stuff they talked online. It was like, you know, I was like, oh, he's just playing. You know how he's going back and forth. I'm like, oh, whatever. I'm like, he's mad, he's mad. Now you don't want to be mad. But yeah. That's what it is. Yeah, it's like, well, he was playing. He didn't mean it. They back pedal pretty quick sometimes. And, and the classic playing the victim. That's. Mm-hmm. I can go off about that, but I'm, I won't say <laughs> it's try to calm even. So, what would you be doing if the if professional wrestling never existed? Oh wow! Um, if wrestling never existed, really, uh, like uh, before I started wrestling, like I was like big into basketball, so I, I kind of wish I would have went. I try to do more like, basketball with college and like, play it on team like that and see when I could have made it out of that. But other than that, I'll probably still be doing the same shit I'm doing now, working the damn 
my seven to three thirty job and forty hours a week and living life and being a family man. So it probably end up the same shit as them wrestling the bonus that is right now. That would make the world darker if professional wrestling never existed. Yeah, I'd be sad. Before we got on here, I was telling my girlfriend, like, I, like, I love wrestling. You know what I mean? Like, I can't help it. Like, I love wrestling. Oh, you're right. If I didn't have that, like, I, like I'd probably be doing some other type of stupid shit. I, I always like, I, love <laughs> I always loved wrestling. Then I started doing the podcast, and then it's just like a new type of love just like opened up for professional wrestling. I, I agree with you, man. For me, it would be so much fun to actually do a podcast and like ask people different questions and hear their stories. And like, I guess cool shit. I like listening to stuff like this. I, I see what you're talking about. I like some of the podcasts, you know, I ask the same questions because everyone has different answers. And I like to hear the different answers they have. Right. It's like the one, like the one word that describes your career. Like everyone has a different answer. Yeah. I mean, that's. I mean, I just think about it, and I, like, like I was like, I said stupid, but I was just thinking about all the stuff I've done over the years. I'm like, wow, man, like, I can't believe you done half that shit. So, but I wouldn't take none of it back. Bro. I yeah, didn't too much fun taking it back. I wouldn't take nothing. Maybe like a few decisions, or something, but like as far as everything I've done, I wouldn't trade it for shit. Death matches these days are getting more and more. How should I put it? Graphic. I saw one match, a guy took a staple gun and stapled the guy's tongue to the top turnbuckle. Oh, yeah. You can see the camera, you can see the camera at the perfect angle of the guy's tongue. You know, he's trying just trying to tug the, his tongue away from the staple that's in the I was like, holy fuck, dude. I didn't watch, of course, I watched it three more times after. But the, the thing of it is, like, like your tongue. Like it heals like three times faster than anything on your body. So like it took a couple of days that like he wouldn't even realize that happened. Yeah. I mean, it, like a lot of that, like paper gun, like it's more like it, I ain't gonna say it don't hurt. It's more like a visual effect. You know what I mean? Like seeing something in staple to somebody or like the tongue to the turnbuckle. And then I seen them where they like staple people's lips together or they staple their mouth shut. Like it's, it's, it's just that illusion that you get from that. It's like, wow. Those common sense, like you look at staple gun, you're not going to be like, oh no. You're like, you ain't going to do that stupid shit. So we're seeing somebody else do it. It's just that, like, wildness. Dude. And like you said, like, you can't fake shit like that. Nah. It's like kind of like a flesh wound if you get shot. That's what pretty much. What's the hardest thing or you've gotten hit with? Oh, dude. Uh, I took a lot of stuff over the years, but like one of the hardest things, like was a probably a car club, you know, like little things you lock your steering wheel with. And the dumbass guy had it instead of like taking it over the back or swinging it down, or he can like pull it up a little bit. He has it in his hand and he swings it up like this. And I'm on all fours, so as I'm coming up, he brings it up and it smacks me dead right here. And like it took me a minute because he hit me and I like I blacked out for a second. I was like came back and I realized what happened and I like it all this like fucking head blowing up you know what I mean I was mad and like I had to like stagger away from him because like I wanted to like fight you know what I mean but I regained my composure and I made like look it was a tag match and I made my partner go fight that guy because I was like I was afraid I was gonna do some shit I would regret it later on but uh other than that though man uh 
cheese grater. I don't know if you call it a cheese grater, but like, it, depending on how you do it, like if you actually get on there and start grating somebody's head, or, like that shit sucks. Like that, that's that's horrible. Mm-hmm. Like, I don't see how they do all the best plate things. You know, and, like to me, like that shit don't. Like I, that ain't appealing to me. Like that just looks like ours, but I like seeing it. Though. You think a pizza uh, cheese grater is worse than a pizza cutter? Um, probably so. Yes. Oh, the pizza cutter, man. Like you take that and then like this. Like as long as you don't like put a lot of pressure on it, you can roll it across somebody's head or whatever. But if you put a little pressure, like it will cut you, but it'd be like a clean cut. Versus yeah. a cheese grater, it's taking little pieces of skin off as it goes through. You know what I mean? So it's ripping off a little more, a little more. Where that one is just like a fine little cut. So it's more like a little paper cut unless you're like being an asshole and trying to like carve your skull off. How would you like to be remembered after your career? Um, I want to be remembered as the guy that wouldn't like take nobody's shit, like you said at the beginning of the program, and also the guy that would go above and beyond, uh, give the fans a decent product, and always try to perform his best, and also willing to help the next guy in line to further on the business, carry on, and uh, anybody I teach anybody thing to. Teach them so they can go on and do good, and do better than what we have. So, as long as like if I have a purpose or somebody can remember my name that I've done something good, then I'm happy. What is like the number one piece of advice you would give someone new to the business? Um, rethink with it that you really want to be in it. Like really concentrate, think hard on that. Um. First and foremost, like before you even start anything, make sure you get like knee pads at least. And don't just go to anybody's school and like any independent wrestler like say I can train you. Make sure you find somebody that has like good credentials, credibility, and like name value. And that will help you out a lot more than anything in the world. Just just that guy's name training you will get you places booked. You can show your talent to further on what you do from there. But just having that like type of training, like that you can't get from somebody at the local fucking wrestling show down the road, you know what I mean? Like, just make sure you get like a good trainer and really make sure it's uh, something you want to do because it's just going to take a toll on your body and it's going to take control. And like you want to be the best you can do, you just don't want to be out there pretending because you're going to have a lot of heat in the back with the people that really try to make a show or whatever and you're just out of bullshit and I guess not going to be fun for you for a while. So what com- upcoming events do you have for your career? Like we said, the, the COVID thing got the buildings on the hiatus for me and I'm trying to, I took November, December off this, this year and I'm going to try to come back in January but I do have one in uh, March, like I ain't really got no dates set for the, like the first of the year, but March 5th, I have permission, like uh, me and another friend of mine, Brad Cash, we have permission from New Jack's wife to do a benefit show to honor New Jack's lot legacy. So we're going to throw together a little New Jack uh, 187 tribute show for him. And we got a few good people coming in and uh, still waiting on a few confirmations to see if they can make it. 
Uh, I can't really look those names out, but we are confirmed to have like a ECW original Chris Hammer. It's going to be there. Then we got Necro Butcher going to be there, making his in-ring debut or not debut, but return. Uh, Necro beat cancer, so he's coming back to beat ass. So you got to congratulate the man on that one. Yeah. But, other than that, though, man, we're going to have like a lot of good shit, and like, like we, uh, we got a lot of stuff on YouTube right now, or you can catch up on like past events. And like the numbers are off the charts on there. I think uh, I think John Wayne Murdoch and Raven Havoc are like uh, are pushing over 600k on it right now. So YouTube's been people's hitting that up, and I'm trying to get more events out for people to watch because apparently like we're putting on good product and people's liking it. So like I gotta give them something soon before they forget about us or think oh, I'll just quit or some shit. You know what I mean? But it's, yeah. it's the winter time and the holidays and shit like that makes it hard. And plus COVID ain't helping. Hopefully by uh, January next year, I'll be back running monthly. But right now, the thing I got now is the March 5th that I'm still trying to put together for a new day. Yeah. And definitely, once everything's put together, you shoot me the links and I'll share them as well. Thanks, sir. I definitely, you know, you got me, I got you. You know how that goes. So how can my audience connect with you again online? Um, you can look me up on um, my Facebook Twitter, Instagram, um, Rabbit Pitbull, Matt Raby. Um, we got the uh, Total Psychopathic Wrestling on Facebook. Uh, you can hook, the, uh, hook that up. And then that's about it right there. This uh, social media, I'll get you on there. Well, Matt, my brother, you're definitely killing the business. I appreciate you coming on the show once again. No problem, man. Thank you for having me on, man. Anything you need, I got you. I would appreciate if you share and tell everyone about this podcast because I'm here to stay. And oh, with great, oh, guys, uh, great guys like you, we're gonna set. It's time to set the professional wrestling world on fire. Oh yeah, like I, I actually got you a couple people. Like if you want to do it, like I'll send them to you, whatever. Uh, I got you a couple good people you can bring on. Yeah, that'd be great. Good stuff, man. That'd be great. Let them know if they can do afternoon shows. I can get them up the west higher. They don't have to wait you. like they don't have to wait till like December twenty seventh or twenty eighth. I can get them. It's it's first come first serve. What can I say? That's the way it has to be. Man. You got to work on people's schedule sometimes, and especially your schedule because you're taking time out of your day to do this stuff for us. Yeah, uh, I mean, I'm as flexible as possible. I got one wrestler who's got with recording tomorrow morning. We we're supposed to do it tomorrow evening. He asked if he got a new. He said he got a new job. Is there anything way we could do it like tomorrow morning at nine a.m.? And I was like, "Sure, I'll be around." Thank you. I mean, I have my two-year-old with me, but he'll be watching Paw Patrol. He's all set. for coming on the show, but I want to thank you for like doing this and uh, talking to different wrestlers and letting their voice be heard around my place. Maybe nobody knows who they are and stuff like that. So. Uh, Thank it's you like, for showing back to us and bringing us on and stuff like that, man. Really appreciate it. At least I can do because I know about the grind you go through and the sacrifice. It's the least I can do. Yes, sir. I, I appreciate it. Well, you take care of yourself. Tell your girlfriend I said hi. I said hello. Hi. hi. You too have a great holiday. It's around the corner. And we'll definitely keep in touch. Send me the links. I'll post them and we'll set the world on fire. I'm with you, brother. Merry right, you Christmas. Merry Christmas. Happy holidays. And I like this shit. I'll talk to you before. 
uh, be safe, man. You too, man. You take care. Hey, hey, so bye. Bye.